0: Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. The book of Acts in the New Testament shares the story of a small community, a small group of people who chose to live out the teachings of Jesus. This small community, this small group of individuals did not look that great on paper. They did not have a lot going for them at all. They didn't look good on paper. Speaking of paper, this is the final Sunday of White Napkin Sundays where we are imagining that we are in a restaurant or a coffee shop having a great conversation and we want to write some things down and the only thing we have to write on is a napkin. We have provided napkins for you, so please take those out of your program now and find a pen. And let's begin thinking about some notes as it relates to this small group, this small community of individuals who, again, chose to organize themselves after the resurrection of Jesus, after he returned to heaven, and they sought to live out the teachings of Jesus. So just a small little group. Now, here's what you need to know about this small group. It just helps us to understand the dynamics of what's happening in the book of Acts. This small community had absolutely no resources. They did not have a reserve to draw from in order to survive. They had no resources. This small community, they didn't have a home. They didn't have a building where they could meet and potentially attract people to the cause, to the mission. And this small group, as defined in the book of Acts, here's something else they lacked actually didn't have a name. (laughs) They didn't have an identity at all. They were simply called believers. They were called followers and disciples. But here's what this small community did. And again, they didn't look great on paper at all. No resources, no name, no home. They don't have much going for them. But here's what that small group did as described for us in the Acts of the Apostles. They organized themselves around a living Jesus and said, because he lives, we now have a mission to take this message of hope to every person we can find. Jesus was dead, but he came back to life. And so they rearranged their lives around an empty tomb and the fact that Jesus is no longer on the cross and we need to share this with people. So this group, small little group, no money, no building, and no name, eventually began to grow in momentum because, here's what they did, they became very hospitable, and they welcomed everyone. They also became generous, and they gave away what they had, and they sacrificed without expecting anything in return, they gave things to people who had needs. And they took the teachings of Jesus and said, we have to share this with as many people as we possibly can. So this small group, no money, no home, no name, identified themselves with a living savior, became hospitable, became generous, took the teachings of Jesus And guess what happened to this small little group? Well, they began to grow. People were really attracted to what they saw, and they wanted to be in on all of this hospitality and generosity. And people were curious about the teachings of Jesus. And what does this mean for me? And so this small little community that had no hope at all, that on paper did not look good, all of a sudden began to grow, and this is where we find the church forming for the very first time on the other side of the resurrection of Jesus. This small group that lacked so much really became a thing that many people wanted to participate in for their own lives. I want to share a big idea with you based on That story in Acts, which I believe is still being lived out today, and we'll get to that. But here's our big idea, the future, the future of the church, and the future of Valley Point Church. We want to talk about that today. Guess what? It's bright. It's really bright. And that's good news for all of us. So can you smile? That's great. The future is bright. It really is. I believe that to be true for the church at large, and specifically, we want to talk about Valley Point Church. I think the church is the hope of the world, especially when it functions like this initial community in Acts, where they formulated around a living Jesus and became hospitable and welcomed everyone where they were extremely generous and they gave away the teachings of Jesus as well. I believe great things can happen and that's why I believe the future is bright for the church and in particular the future is very bright for Valley Point Church. Now I want to go to the book of Acts itself and just read through some of these passages so you can see this initial group just come to life. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. About 3,000 in all. It's a big number. It's a big group. No longer small. All of a sudden really growing in momentum. Acts 2, 47. And each day, not just occasionally, but, but think about this. Each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Acts chapter five, verse four. But many of the people who heard their message believed it so that the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. This culture, for whatever reason, only were counting men at the time. We know this group would have been much larger because it would have included women and children. So the group, this small little group, it's growing a lot of momentum here. They're up to 5,000 plus. Acts 6.1. But, but as the believers rapidly multiplied, more growth. Acts 6, seven. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem. Acts 9.31. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord, and with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. more growth. One more verse acts eleven twenty one The power of the Lord was with them. Think about that. remember this is a group that didn 't start with money they didn 't have a building. They didn't even have an identity. But now we find the power of the Lord was with them. And a large number of these Gentiles. So it wasn't just for Jews. Again, they welcomed everyone. And so now we have Jews and Gentiles believing and turning to the Lord. The growth of the church that started as this small community of Jesus followers was real. It was real. So on your napkin, just for sake of remembering this conversation, I want you to write the word Acts, which is the book that we just read from. And what you find in the book of Acts is the forming of the church. Put a little door on there. I'm going to throw in a window. Why not? There you go. There's the church that we find described in Acts. Someone last hour told me I should keep my day job and not pursue artistry. And I I agree with them. That's my best church. I think you get the picture. And when you read, here's what you find in Acts, which is so remarkable. Just a lot of growth. Growth plus. Which again is astounding. Because this group didn't have a chance. You can't start without resources and without an identity. You can't start and expect to do anything at all. Yet they had this distinct purpose based on the cross of Christ. And they ran with that. And what we find in the book of Acts is that the church grew. And God gave to them the people that he wanted them to have so that they could accomplish his purposes throughout the world. I find the book of Acts to be incredibly inspiring. When you just think about this community, how dynamic that must have been. And and what a joy it must have been for people to participate in this. Like, it would be a lot of fun, and we're being hospitable, and we're giving things away, and we're sharing Jesus, and the church is growing. It just sounds like, a swirl of activity that would be an absolute delight. And yes, they had their problems. And you can read about all those problems in Acts. That's not hidden from us. But yet they leaned into God, they continued to do that, and God grew that church, which is great. Now, here's the thing. When you read about all of this, in Acts about how the church grew even though they had a lot against them. It just doesn't seem like that happens anymore. It doesn't seem like churches grow. And there's some outliers here and there, but it just doesn't seem like churches are growing as described in the book of Acts. And sometimes we read this stuff and we get a little skeptical like, that's for a long time ago and that's never gonna happen again. And we begin to believe that. I've been a pastor in four different churches now for 26 years. This has been my career, serving the church. And as I have observed what happens in the church world, it just doesn't seem like churches grow at all, which is kind of a sad thing. I did some research recently with Gallup and Pew and Barna and other researchers, and you can find all of this information. What they describe is around the world, the church and church attendance is in decline. That's the norm. Churches don't even really stay flat. They are declining. And what you'll find as you do the research is that many churches are closing their doors because they just can't keep going anymore. Yet here we are as a church, and that doesn't seem to be our story at all. As a matter of fact, I have a graph that I want to share with you that paints the story of Valley Point Church. That red dotted line going up shows our growth and its projections through the years. And the little black dots there show the exact numbers of how we have grown as a church from 338 people in 2010 to a four-month average this year, of 946 people. So we're almost averaging 1,000 attenders. And at Easter, we had over 1,500 people here. And to all that, we say only God. Only God. And we need to remain very humble before him. If you look at that lower dotted line, That red line that projects out, that's the average of contributing township growth rates. So the people who attend here and where they live, their townships and their cities, that's how it has grown since 2009. So something very unique about what's happening here at Valley Point, and that is we have dramatically outpaced, as a church, our growth has dramatically outpaced the growth of the cities around us which is unique and unusual and that doesn't happen that much but that actually is our story and again to all of that we say only God only God I do believe God is in the business he's still in the business of growing his church in the way he wants and in the time frame that he wants and this is becoming part of our story if you are newer to Valley Point. You need to know, this is what's happening here. God is growing his church. He's choosing to do that right here at Valley Point and that should cause all of us to be very humble before God. This isn't about patting anybody on the back. It's about saying, God's up to something unique that really can't be explained. Perhaps, perhaps, as you think about these verses in acts, there's peace and with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, The church grew in numbers as the believers rapidly multiplied. God's message continued to spread and the number of believers greatly increased. Perhaps we are seeing a little bit of what happened in the book of Acts happening right here in our day and in our time at Valley Point Church. Maybe we're seeing some of this, right? The church growing. Maybe doesn't have all of the resources in the world. We do have an identity in a living savior. Our future is bright. And maybe we're seeing a little bit of what happened way back in the day. Occurring again in our day and in our time. All of which should keep us very humble and low before God. It really should. So what does all of this mean? God is growing his church, the future is bright, that's all amazing and wonderful and fun. But how do we steward, how do we manage what God is doing right here in and through all of us? How do we lead through what God is doing at Valley Point Church? Well, since January of this year, a master planning team, a small group of individuals, has been meeting to walk through what's next for us and how do we lead and steward and manage our way through all of the growth that's happening here. And I wanna share that master plan with you. That's what I wanna do today. Again, keeping in mind, the future is bright. God is up to something unique here. Doesn't exactly make sense. Only God, only God, we stay low and humble before him. But let's also think, And begin to plan of how we can manage what God is doing right here. So let me give some background to you about our master planning team. The team got together and started in January and interviewed key staff, key leaders and elders just to gain insight on the property, on buildings and how we're growing and how we do ministry and we also thought through the needs that we currently have and the needs that we're projecting we will have in the future. The team met nine times. So we worked really hard since January. Met nine times with Ed Rami from Think Architecture. He's our master planner. He helped us think through all of this data and information. We established goals and a dream. By the way, here's our dream. We want to create a beautiful campus that faces the community and points people to real relationships and real significance that's the dream let's do the best with what god has given to us and face the not hide from the community this isn't an exclusive club let's face the community and be hospitable like the early church and use our buildings and our property and our programming to point people to real relationships and real significance because everyone should have the opportunity to know that they can have a real and lasting friendship with God. And so we want to use our property and our buildings to do that. Everyone can also have a real and lasting relationship with other people and that can be found on this campus, I believe. And God also has given us all one life. We can do something really significant with that. And that should be the story of what happens on this property with our buildings and our programming and everything that occurs here. We walk through an eight step planning process. And I want to share those eight steps with you just so you are aware of how we manage to get to where we are today. So here are the steps number one, identify current facilities church ministries, activities, and needs. We walk through all of that. Number two, assessment of projected growth. And I shared that graph with you, which was really revealing to our team that we're outpacing the growth of the communities around us. Number three, site programming and concept development. Number four, assessment of natural features on the land and resources for integration into the plan. Number five, development of a site plan and render to depict phasing. Number six, a presentation to the elder team. Number seven, a presentation to the staff team. And then number eight, consistent and continuous monitoring of church growth. And step number eight, that will be ongoing into the future as we continue to monitor and watch our growth trends, as well as what is happening here financially. So that's the eight-step process that our team took. I want you to know, they worked really hard. We didn't just get together and start sketching on white napkins. That was supposed to be a joke, all right, because we're... Drawing on white. Okay, never mind. We actually got together and sketched on whole paper towel rolls. That's what we did. And it was a lot of fun for us. The team has done some great work, and I want to introduce them to you so that you can thank them for their contribution to what's happening here at Valley Point Church. And please stand Mary Pat Kling, Rhonda Signer, Rich Kirk, Jen Perez, and then Ed Rami from think architecture. Will you help me thank them? Turn and wave, turn and wave. Now here's the thing, if you don't like the plan, feel free to talk to them, okay? <laughs> no, don't, don't do that, please. I think it's something that you'll be really proud of. I now want to share this master plan with you, and I want you to keep in mind that God is growing his church That's happening here. Uh, The numbers share that story. It's part of the narrative of Valley Point Church that God is growing his church. And, And I want you to know, the future is bright. The future is bright. So since God is growing his church and the future is bright, master planning is something that is very important. So let's watch this together. We have been on an extraordinary journey as a church since moving into our new home. God has been growing his church, which is exciting. With our current facilities and our expanded acreage, the opportunity for Valley Point to be a bright light and have impact in the communities around us for generations is real and worthy of our pursuit. With our growth, we are reaching capacity in some areas, which could limit our ability to serve effectively. Master Planning gives us the opportunity to look comprehensively at current facilities, our land, and what will be needed so that we can continue to open the doors and welcome anyone who chooses to come into the story of what God is doing at Valley Point. It is the dream of Valley Point to create a beautiful and coherent campus that faces the community and invites all to walk, play, and enjoy the acreage. Open space that surprises and delights with walkability and wayfinding is the goal. The master plan contains a central village area to combine current buildings and a future building. A central village or hub will serve as a connecting point and a gathering place with open space for welcoming friends, enjoying coffee, having conversations, and accessing children's rooms, the auditorium, offices, and other spaces. This central village could be two stories and include a lower level to increase how we serve children, families, and those with special needs. Enlarged patio areas on different sides of the buildings create beautiful outdoor space that is welcoming. The plan also contains a larger auditorium with expanded seating up to 700 seats. A larger auditorium would potentially allow Valley Point to reach up to 2,200 attenders while holding to an environment that is intimate and relational. The plan includes a covered drop-off area for protection on those days when the weather is not being kind. The majority of the new property, which we purchased in 2017 while we were under construction, will serve as beautiful open space. Think of it as Valley Point Park that includes walking trails, places to sit or pray or talk or play or simply enjoy the beauty of nature. Children's play areas close to the building will help families connect and provide activity places for kids. A barn currently on the property can be used for smaller gatherings, meetings, or just a place to relax. Restroom facilities are incorporated into the plan in the park area as well. The current home on the property has the potential to be a counseling and tutoring center as well as other possibilities. It is the dream and hope to maintain the natural beauty of the expanded land to create interactions with the church and the community that share the story of Valley Point's passion for being a joyous presence. Additional parking is also part of the plan, making it convenient to access buildings and park areas. Parking in front of the building, bordering Bethel Road, makes it easier for families to enter the children's areas in the main building. More parking behind the current office building will accommodate access to future buildings, walking trails, as well as community parking with access to the Garnet Valley High School fields. Parking is modeled after a campus concept where vehicles are limited to the perimeter of the site. This creates safety as there is less interaction with vehicles once you are in the campus. It's really important to understand that a master plan is conceptual meaning these are not architectural drawings. The exterior finishes, as well as the interior layout of space and environments is not part of this plan. Those details will be developed when it comes time for architectural drawings. Our master plan can be accomplished in phases, making it possible to meet current needs while keeping an eye on the future. It is critical to remember that a master plan is a living document It must remain flexible and adaptable to change. Our needs as a church may change, and we need to be ready to adapt the plan. Enlarging our new home through increased children's space, auditorium seating, and parking will help more people connect with Valley Point's narrative of finding real relationships and real significance. Developing the new acreage with a heart for serving others will continue to position Valley Point to love its neighbors. Who knew when we were in the process of preparing for our new home that we would have the chance to expand our property? Who knew upon moving into our new home that we would welcome many into our family and the story of Valley Point? Who knew that God would work in our faith community in such a way that one year into moving to 209 Bethel Road, we would need to consider expanding. I think God knew. Our future is bright. God often leads his people into exciting adventures for the purpose of sharing his love. I believe we are about to go on yet another journey. You are loved, Valley Point. I can't wait to see what God does next. Okay, only God. Only God, right? I think it's normal when you walk through something like this to ask, okay, well, what happens next? And how much does it cost, right? What's the price tag on this? And I think those are great questions. I want to reemphasize flexibility in this. A master plan is not a timeline. It's simply a path for us to consider what our future needs will be. And it gives us that grid to walk on as we consider our growth trends as well as what's happening financially and evaluate all of that to determine what is best for us next. Work will continue on the master plan, and we're going to do our best to gain a very clear financial picture so that we're aware of what can we do and what's responsible and balance faith with intuition and data in the mix Of all of that, that's what will be happening over the next several months feasibility studies and really thinking through and praying through what is best for us as we continue to develop the model and the plan and balance these financial studies with it as well. We want to and feel it is very important to take time to gain a clear picture so we do exactly what God wants us to do. All of that begins now. A lot of things happening. All of that begins now. My plan is to come back to you in the fall and to provide some next steps to share with you about what we feel is going to happen next. In the meantime, here's some things that you can consider we are going to work on a model that will be developed and that will be coming in the fall as well. And that will provide a little more detail about our master plan and yet another visual for people to see how all of this kind of fits together. In the meantime, I would ask for you to pray about this whole process. We need to be doing that. And if you haven't prayed for Valley Point in the past, I would encourage you to add that to your prayer list and just be praying about Valley Point and our impact in the communities around us and add to that prayer for impact a prayer for the master planning process. Again, we wanna take the data and we wanna take steps of faith and we wanna put all that together to determine what is best for Valley Point and what's possible for us. And so we need to bathe this whole thing in prayer By the way, prayer has been a part of our journey into what we enjoy today in our new home that we've been in a little over a year. And if you were part of that process, you know we met in the middle school for a long time and we felt God wanted us to get back to this piece of property. And it was a long and arduous trip of looking at this piece of land, which was technically unbuildable. It needed public water and sewer, and that was a real challenge. And if you were here, you know we prayed for water and sewer lines forever, maybe more than any other church in the history of the world. We had to pay, pray for sewer and water, and it was, it was crazy. And that was a big step of faith for us. But God delivered and came through, and then we continued to pray about financing and all of those things. Our whole process of getting into this was not easy at all. It was a big step of faith, bathed in prayer, and we want to begin that process again as we think about what's next. So please join me in the praying process. I also want to let you know that our Real Home Fund, so this is what we refer to as our real home, what we enjoy today. And that all started back in 2013 where we said, let's build a real home. That Real Home Fund has been open since then, we're going to close that real home fund now interestingly enough we have had people continue to give to our real home even though we have occupied it and that whole thing continues to be an amazing story of god's people here being very generous and i love to share that story so let's let's celebrate a little bit about real home let me give you some stats when we started real home in 2013 it was going to be a 3 year campaign of commitments And when we all came together, if you were here for that, you remember that time frame, we said we were going to commit together $1.7 million. The experts, and and we had people coach us through this whole process, the experts will tell you if you get $1.7 million in in three-year commitment, you're never going to get all of that. It's just the way it works. Circumstances change for people, and you can't really plan on that. The standard is about 80% or maybe even a little bit less. So we said, okay, that's what we'll plan for in our modeling for moving into this, that 80% mark. I want to let you know, we have, with our real home fund, crossed a little over the $1.6 million mark, which represents 97% of commitments. Can we thank God for that? It's amazing. So, so much for the experts, right? Just another story of of God's generosity on full display. That Real Home Fund, though, now is going to close because we're done with that. If you have given to that in any way over our journey here, from my heart to yours, I say thank you for being generous and for being the catalyst for what we enjoy today as our Real Home We are going to open up another fund called Future Expansion. And if God so moves in your heart, you can begin giving to that. It's open online or you can indicate that on the memo section of your check. And that, again, helps everything move forward. Okay, back to the big idea. The future is bright. The future is so bright. And God is doing something unique here. I can't explain it other than to say only God. We're gonna get out of his way and remain very humble and say, let's keep pursuing what God wants for us because the church is the hope of the world. Father, we're thankful for today and for the opportunity we have had to look at these different passages and acts that share... Just an amazing story of a group that shouldn't have, that did. And you grew them, you multiplied them, you added to their numbers. You even did that each day, Acts 2 tells us. Each day, growing the church. God, sometimes we get really skeptical and say, God doesn't do that stuff anymore. The world is different than it was a few thousand years ago and certainly that's true yet it's the same God same God same God who loves people you love what you have created and so you're choosing God in a unique way and I I can't explain it but you have chosen to use Valley Point Church to take this hopeful message about how God loves all people and we can come into a loving relationship with you you're choosing to use us to spread that truth into the communities around us and in the process more and more people are calling Valley Point home and so God we want to manage well what you have given to us and so we're thinking about the future and We know that's important. We can't just sit here and do nothing. So we're thinking about the future. And God, I think we're right on the edge of another big journey, another big move of God. And God, I believe you often call your people into dangerous and costly missions for the sake of sharing your love with more people. And we're about ready to take one of those journeys. But we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us, and we stand on the confidence that you have worked in and through us in the past. That's our story. We're here. This whole building is a testament to what you can do when people get low before you. So we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep saying, only God. And we're going to open the doors, and we're going to love people, and we're going to give them Jesus. We're going to be hospitable. We're going to give things away to those in need. And we're going to claim the teachings of Jesus and keep giving that out. And we're just going to watch what you do as we plan. So God, I give this whole master plan to you. Give us extreme clarity in the next coming months as we walk through feasibility studies and and really consider what can and should we do, what's best for Valley Point in light of how you're growing us. So God help us. We love you. And God, it is a great privilege to serve with the wonderful people of Valley Point Church to reach the communities around us. Keep using us, I do pray, because the future is bright. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home, or would like to make a donation. Please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.